This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Kevin, Larry, and Will, and we're going to talk about yet another W dropped by the Carolina Panthers. So, Kyle Allen's, yeah. This is his third, what, three start, the third start. He's having a little little flaws, things of that nature. That's that's understandable. The offensive line is not where we need it to be, to be consistent, but they're good enough to beat a team like like Houston. So um, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll talk about the unfortunate IR um, designation for KK Short. Uh, if you guys haven't heard that already. Um, and we'll, of course, we'll talk about the upcoming game with Jacksonville. Um, and we'll talk about what needs, we, what needs to improve overall for the Carolina Panthers in order for us to get another W, uh, our first one at home, hopefully for the, uh, 2019 season. So, uh, Panther fans, I know you guys are happy about what what's been going on two weeks in a row. We get a W twice on the road, matter of fact. Um, if you guys remember last year, winning on the road was some somewhat of a, a headache for us. Well, winning at home too after that injury, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Uh, well, actually, it's still here. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about KK and the impact that has on our defense. Even though we're deep, that 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 does have somewhat of an impact. Um, of course, going on IR with uh, with KK. So. Um, We'll start off talking about KK and how how we we see the defense, defensive rotation um, collaborating around around that absence. Um, so we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with Kevin because Kevin's still driving. He's 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 dedicated like that, folks. You know, you just don't know. Um, and then we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Will and uh, and uh, Larry um, uh, about about this KK situation. Then we get into the game um, from Sunday. So Kevin. KK, this IR, so give us give us the insight on that, please. Yeah, well, the Twitter world for Panther fans went a buzz when it was dropped that uh, Kawan Short was going on IR last couple of weeks. All we knew that it was a it was a shoulder injury of some type. wasn't really much said about that. Turned out to be a partial torn rotator cuff. So. He's on IR, done for the year. So this it's not the short-term one where he can come back in eight weeks. This is he's going to have surgery, do the rehab, and we'll catch him back at Walford next time in uh, action with pads. So, you know, since 2013, pretty much Pro Bowl caliber talent, sometimes overlooked. And for the most part, you know, just someone that's – you can arguably make one of the top five, top seven defensive tackles year in and year out. Stats don't always support how disruptive that he, he that he is, but he's definitely uh, definitely someone that is going to be truly missed. But I feel like that we are deep on several in, in the defensive line rotation where where it's gonna it's gonna take everybody else putting a few more slices of pie on their plate to. Uh, the, the makeup for the hunger that, that he has. But I definitely think that it's something that it's going to hurt for right now. We're going to make adjustments. We're going to strap up and we're going to do what we do best. We're going to keep pounding. I, I look at this as also a opportunity for one of my favorite players that y'all give me hell about over the years, <laughs> Vernon Butler, 
I mean, if this, if, if there ever was a life raft situation in the water for someone with a drunken career, this would be it. So I see this as a blessing in disguise for him. And it's up to him if, if he's going to do something with it. If he does, great. If not, you know, pack your bags. We'll get with you. Um, Will, what's your take on the situation? Well, you know, I mean, KK is probably a top five defensive tackle in this league right now, so I'm not going to downplay how big of a loss this is for the defense. But at the same time, you know, it's about next man up. And I think with this defense, you can't replace a Kawan short with one guy. There's very few guys in the league that can replace what he does on that defensive line. So we're going to have to replace him by committee. And one thing I think Marty Honey did a great job of was adding depth to this interior defensive line rotation. So in your 4-3 front, you're going to look at, or your 40 front, you're going to have probably Dontari Poe, Gerald McCoy starting with Vernon Butler and Kyle Love backing them up. And if you want to go to a 3-4, you know, at the ends you'll have Gerald McCoy, Vernon Butler, and behind them, Brian Cox and F.A. Obata with uh, uh, Poe and Kyle Love at the nose tackle. So we still have a deep rotation on the defensive line. Just guys got to step up and make plays. I think with uh, one underrated move was keeping Brian Cox, a guy who had starting experience before on that practice squad. You know, that move alone, just for emergency situations, allow us to keep that rotation going strong. And then now you see how big that Gerald McCoy signing was as well. So, you know, there's a reason why he puts a lot of money on that defensive line and keep it deep so we can keep that rotation going and try to keep that train moving. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Hey, people, you know, sleeping on that, on the depth of that, uh, that line that Herney put together, man. That was, that was, that's good stuff, man. That, that fell into place nicely. Uh, Larry, what you think, bro? Um, it hurts, to be honest with you. You know, losing KK, he's an all-pro in the Pro Bowl. So I think my – my biggest knock is really on the staff. Like, I don't know if it's the coaching staff or the news team or whatever, but this is like the second injury where we're really not given the full extent of what the injury is. It's like we're caught off guard every week, and everybody knows the first one was with Cam. So, you know, we, you know, the first or the second, like week three and week four, we're looking at it as like, listen, KK got a little arm injury. He'll come back. We were prepared to get him back, but then you tell us it's a torn rotator cuff. So I'm a little bit concerned about the way – news is being conveyed to us. But I'll, I'll focus on football for tonight. I know uh, Kevin is really big on Vernon Butler. He had a strip sack this week, which was a, a impact pay. Uh, I'm sorry, impact play in my regard. But at the same time, I still haven't seen enough to be like, okay, I'm completely comfortable with him. Because at the end of the day, you got a guy like F.A. Obata, who's a natural defensive end. He had more snaps at that DT position than Vernon Butler. But to go ahead and, uh, you know, support every guy, what everybody is saying, we're still deep. We have a lot of guys to rotate around a lot of positions. And what it's done for us, and, you know, Houston is a good example, guys are fresh all game long. Mm-hmm. From the edges to the DTs, everybody was fresh. So you were getting 100% effort out of everybody every snap. And that has a lot to do with why Vernon had an impact play. He gave his all on that play because he was energized. So going forward, I'm not really concerned that we can't get the job done. It just hurts to lose an all-pro. But at the end of the day, I'm very confident in Cox, Obata, Poe, Love, all getting the job done, all contributing to what, you know, 
Kawan Short gave to us. So I'm not concerned about that going forward. I just wish we would have had him because all he does is add an extra big piece to the puzzle. Indeed. My question is, uh, it, now I'm, I'm, this could be completely stupid on my behalf, but um, if, if, if a player's on IR, are they or are they not allowed on the sideline during the game? He could be on street clothes on the sideline during the game. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Lisa, Lisa, I'll have his presence out there, man. He can keep that. You know, he can keep the guys. You know, on focus somewhat. Now, Tim, did that question have anything to do with the hoopla about Cam not being on the sideline? Hmm. How did you know, Larry? <laughs> I mean, was Cam not on the sideline? He should be standing out there too. Gee, Wheelikers. Breeze was doing it. Roethlisberger was out there with his team. Where was Cam? Man, shut the hell up. You know, yeah, he'll be there this Sunday. People didn't realize exactly. that, exactly. you know, Breeze was at a game. Roethlisberger was at a game. But those are home games. Oh, tell him again, Larry. I'm sorry. Well, that was what? Those are home games. Mm. Typically, when you have an away game, especially if it's in a different time zone, like the past two games that we've had, you know, <laughs> <laughs> typically guys that are really hurt they don't come to those games so yeah. nobody in four-man rush was surprised that cam newton wasn't on the sideline nah, man. to support kyle allen it has nothing to do with him not wanting to see the backup succeed it's just nfl protocol exactly exactly and then why would you want cam standing on the sideline i mean come on he has a foot injury people what's uh, uh, anyway anyway um, but yeah, KK is going to be missed. But but obviously, from especially from the last two games, we have a nice, nice front rotation going on. Um, where you know, again, the next man up comes into play, and you know if you have a great coaching staff, those guys will be ready to go. Nah, I, I I agree with you guys, man. I think I think we're going. I think we're going to be all right. And I do hate it for KK, man. I, this this team has a lot of potential, and uh, I, I just wish he could be a part of it this season. Yeah, these things happen, man. That's that's the game of football, folks. It is what it is. It is what it is. But we did get a W last week, and uh, let's let's talk about that, shall we? There were some goods. There were some really good, and there were some really bad, and there were some, damn, what the hell are you doing bad? Um, so we're going to talk about all of that, all right? Um, so, uh, Will, go ahead and start us off, man. What, what, did, what did you see, good and bad, from the uh, Houston game? Well, I mean, we sure like the Mugly, don't we? I mean, <laughs> that's something we know from this squad for a few years now. I mean, I don't know. You look at this game and being missed opportunities again. This, we could have blown this team Man, off the map. But, the map. you know, just self-inflicted mistakes just kept it a tight game throughout the four quarters. But Houston's got a good defensive line, and they're going to make plays. So mm-hmm. a win is a win. Mm-hmm. But what I saw on defense, I think Ron did a great job of mixing up his coverages. Mm-hmm. You know, he neutralized uh, the DeAndre Hopkins throughout the game, you know, using just a variety of different coverages, played a little bit of press. I thought the secondary communicated well. The pass rush was getting home. Uh, Houston was trying to attack vertically, you know, because of the way the Panthers were playing their coverages. I know they were playing a lot of cover two, cover four. So the Texans were running these long developing routes, trying to attack the Panthers downfield. But because of Ron's ability to generate pressure using twists and stunts and mixing up his pass rush and blitzes, they just weren't able to get the ball off. So we were able to get those pressures on Deshaun Watson. If they weren't able to get a hit on him, you know, they had him off balance, making throws, alter his throws. So he wasn't able to be accurate downfield. So 
I just think it was a good team defensive effort overall on offense. You know, I love Christian McCaffrey to death, one of my favorite players in the league, but 37 touches is a little iffy for me. I know we're going to lean on him a lot more since Cam Newton is out, but I think, you know, some of those carries at the end of the half when we're just trying to run out the clock, maybe some pass blocking reps, you know, throw a Jordan Scarlett in there or give Armour like two or three carries. You know, keep McCaffrey's touches between that 25 to 30 range. I think he was a little overused in this game, but still a monster game from him. And I think we're going to expect to see a lot more of that because we're missing our star quarterback. You know, I think Kyle Allen had another solid performance, but he's got to take care of the ball. You know, sacks happen. I think, you know, the best teams in the league last year averaged one to two sacks given up per game. So you can't just cough the ball up every time you get sacked. So I think every sack he's had this year, he's fumbled. So that's just a concern for me right now. We got to be better with ball security. But overall, I'll take the win. You know, I expected an ugly game. We got an ugly game, and we'll have another ugly one this week as well. What I do like is the mental fortitude of the guys that we have, you know, running these plays. I'll start with Kyle Allen. He had three crucial plays. You know, those sack fumbles don't help at all. Mm-hmm. Two of which were actually on him and not actually on the offensive line. So mm-hmm. that tells me he has to improve his, his awareness in the pocket. Mm-hmm. But what you got to love about Kyle Allen, just to tote his own a little bit, he doesn't break after a mistake. He comes back even harder. If he doesn't have that mental fortitude, we don't win. You know, he, he had to be able to improve off the last play. So it's like he's had, he has a short memory. Make a mistake, forget it, come back even harder. We need that to win games in the National Football League. So more power to him. But um, I studied the trenches closely this week. What I can tell you is that there's a lot to improve on. There's a lot of mistakes still happening. Uh, Greg Little is soft as I don't know what. To come from the SEC, he's pretty soft. But at the same time, he's really, really effective in the past game, which we already knew. In the run game, even though he's not moving guys the way you would want him to do, he's putting his body in the right place so the runs can be effective. So I was really, really satisfied with that. He knew how to get his head in the right place. He knew how to get his butt in the right place. He knew how to open holes. But at the same time, I just want to see him maul a little bit more. I want to see him use a little bit more force. I want to see him use a little bit more impact in the run blocking. Um, a lot of guys have been knocking Paradis. Paradis, you know, for, for two and a half quarters was the most solid offensive lineman we had. Mm. He was opening gaping holes. You know, he was picking up linebacker blitzes. His awareness is incredible. He has the best awareness out of all five guys on the line that we've seen this past week. Hmm. I think it just comes to him being susceptible to the bull rush, uh, him not having the right leverage you need when that bull rush comes. He often finds himself getting knocked back into the quarterback, which is a problem because if you look at that first strip sack, everybody thought it was on Greg Little, but Greg Little did his job. He rolled the defensive end around the pocket. But Kyle Allen, you expect to step up in that situation. He had nowhere to step up to because Paradis was getting blocked right back into him. But that's just something small. That's something fixable. The best thing you can take away is that all the issues on the offensive line, they are are correctable. So we have a lot to look forward to, a lot of improvements to make. Defensive line, same thing. Honestly, Nobody really graded lower than the 75 for me. Nobody got lower than the C, and that was Marquise Haynes. 
I had a couple of guys scoring in the 90s this week. You know, McCoy, mm. uh, Burns, mm. Irvin, Addison. Mm. They were extremely effective this week in disrupting Deshaun Watson. I know everybody looks for sacks, but the fact that they were able to move him off his spot, I would say three out of every four dropbacks, that's a win to me. And that's what that's what it came down to. That's why we got the W. He couldn't drop back and get comfortable for nothing. He couldn't just take a three or five-step uh, five step drop back, pick out his target, and throw it. Every play, somebody was actually moving him off his spot. That's what we need to win games moving forward. I'll let Will continue to rest, but as far as the trenches go, this team is getting better every week, offensively and defensively. Um, actually, I was going to go to uh, Kevin on this, man. Kev, uh, what was your take from the uh, Houston game, bro? Yeah, my take from the Houston game was pretty much like seeing improvement. Still plenty of work to be done, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing more consistency starting to happen, not to the level that's going to get us to the promised land, which is, you know, being at Will's house in Miami, you know what I'm saying, doing a four-man rush from Super Bowl 54, but we're, we're, we're slowly trending in the right direction. You know, I had to make it known in the Panther groups that the offensive line is the longest, takes the longest time for that group to gel and get chemistry. We're talking about five guys that has to know what the other four guys are doing at all times and making split-second decisions once these line calls are made to be able to block effectively, whether it's run or pass. So, you know, with Paradis and Darrell Williams coming back from major leg injuries, I kind of expected it to take a while because they missed over half the training camp practices, particularly the one-on-ones and a lot of the individual drills trying to recover, and they hardly played in the preseason. So I kind of been looking at the first quarter of the regular season as much as it hurts because it counts as kind of like quote unquote preseason conditioning for our team. So now that we're heading into the second quarter, game five, I'm looking forward to starting to see this offensive line really take it to the next level. So as far as, you know, what I, what I liked about Houston though, is just the fact that when, when it clicks, we're effective. We're, we're moving, getting to the second level, making nice combo blocks off and guys sliding to the linebackers still can be better, still can take better angles, still can engage the blocks longer, but mm-hmm. I, I just see it slowly trending in the right direction. As far as the uh, defensive line side, you know, y'all was just talking about how we was able to apply pressure to Watson. You know, I dropped some stats that, you know, caught a lot of people's eyes. You know, Deshaun Watson dropped back 33 times to throw the ball. Out of those 33 passes, he was sacked six times, 12 more times he was hit, which means, you know, he may have thrown the ball, but he still, you know, felt pads on him right as he was throwing the ball. And then on top of that, another 12 quarterback hurries where he was being chased out of the pocket or out of his spot. So when you add them numbers up, 6, 12, and 12, that's 30. So you telling me out of 33 passes – he was only able to really be comfortable three times. <laughs> That's hellified work by the defensive front mm-hmm. altogether, not just the defensive line, but, you know, linebackers. And and I think the safeties got in a couple yeah. times as well. So too, yeah. for me, 
just just knowing that that high percentage of pass plays were affecting the quarterback, that's a championship formula for success right there. It really makes me think back to the 2007 New York Giants, who wasn't really you know big name brand on defense, but that defensive front could literally affect any quarterback a vast majority of the game. So I definitely think we got a lot to to look forward to, but we also got a lot to work on as well. But it's trending in the right direction. Hey, Kev, let me add to your point. We had 10 different guys rush the quarterback, meaning we had out of edges and DTs, we had 10 different guys get snaps where they had the opportunity to rush the quarterback, right? Seven out of those 10 guys scored in the 90s when it came to me grading the film. Wow. Uh-huh. I'll go down the list for you. Addison had a 90. McCoy had a 93. Butler had a 92. Poe had a 96. Love had a 91. Irvin had a 92. And Burns scored a 90. Miller had an 84. Obata had an 82. Haynes scored the lowest with a 75. We had what we asked for from defensive linemen when it came to this Houston game. They did their job. Now, a lot of people question the run game. We're giving up run yards. It's not so much on that defensive front. It's just the fact that our linebackers are getting used to this scheme where Luke Keekley's not used to being touched. But now he's at a point where he has to beat a block or two here and there. And then our safeties have to come up and make plays. So once guys get comfortable doing that, I think we'll get the run game under control. Guys, to be honest with you, we're going to finish the top five defense. It's inevitable. Yeah. If guys keep playing the way they're playing right now, we'll be a top five defense by the time January hit. Yeah, and to add on to that, you know, I was one of the ones that also posted in the groups about, you know, us being 24th, stopping the run, giving up about 130 yards. But when I went back and looked at it, we're really, on these running back carries, we're really containing these running backs about 80% of the time. We're just giving up two or three big runs at the absolute worst time, and it really it really inflates the number to make it seem as if they're steadily getting four, five, six yards on us at a time. It's not even like that. We're constantly, you know, if I'm not mistaken, we're in the top 10 in tackles for losses as well. So we're, we're, we're stopping the run. It's just, we just letting two or three big ones bust loose and it's really inflating numbers. So as you mentioned, you know, Larry, I think that as we, you know, get more fitted to these this hybrid scheme and everybody getting their run fits memorized. Like I say, I, I really think that that number is going to come on down because for a Ron Rivera defense, you know, giving up over 100 yards rushing is largely unheard of. If I'm not mistaken, he's been either between 88 to 94, 95 yards pretty much uh, since 2013 once we drafted K1 Short and Starla Tulele. You know, 2011 and 12, we was getting gutted up the middle like a fish. So, but yeah, you're, you're definitely spot on with that. So I look forward to to getting that under control. And you know, plus we've been dealing with mobile quarterbacks as well. So uh, starting week five, I, I'm thinking that everything on both sides of the ball is going to start gelling a little bit better. And in spite of injuries at key positions, we're still going to be able to execute. Yeah, that's true, man. I'll touch. A little bit more. I'll go into a little bit of a deep, a little bit more detail, just so they can understand. Yeah. <clears throat> there was one big run we gave up. I think either Carlos Hyde or Duke Johnson. It don't even matter who the back was, but they broke him off left tackle and Bill Bada, who's been the edge rusher his entire time in Carolina. He got blocked five yards off the ball. What that did was leave a gaping hole open 
for the running to cut through. And that was just that was the difference. It wasn't about Luke. It wasn't about Shaq. It wasn't about nobody else on the field, but one guy trying to get used to another a, a new position. That was FA getting blown off the ball five yards, and that's a lot to ask. So you know we'll improve. I have no doubts in my mind that the run game will improve. Our pass defense is outstanding. Our total defense is outstanding. Panther Nation should not expect anything less than the top five defense this year. Um. Hey Will, what? Let's talk about the receiver core a little bit, man. I, I know, I know the the ball got passed around a little bit, and then we didn't put up a lot of points, but a lot of different players were, were, were catching the football, man. What, what what was you seeing from the receiver core? I think they need to get more involved. Now I understand the backup quarterbacks in there, so they're not going to be putting up, you know, the big numbers that we expected heading into the season. But I think we just need them to be bigger threats on the field, see them separate consistently, you know, adjust to the ball better, get some of those 50-50 balls. Mm. So, I mean, that's kind of um, where I'm at. It's good to see Hogan getting into the rotation a little bit more. I'd like to see him get yeah, more reps, yeah. especially with Greg Olson's foot. I mean, I don't – again, you know, McCaffrey playing 100% of the reps, Olsen playing 100% of the reps on that bad foot. You know, i just like to see more of a – diversified use of our weapons in that regard. But I think, you know, as long as we got our backup quarterback in the game right now, we're going to ride Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, he's going to – our offense will go as far as he takes us. You know, I don't think we'll see the full potential of that receiving group until we get the old line on the same page and get, you know, Cam Newton back up and running again. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, it was nice to see Hogan get some catches, though. Um, we had a – yeah, the Ian Thomas sighting there briefly, didn't we, Kevin, or for a little bit? Yeah, he was able to work himself on the field and, and get a few reps. Uh, still, you know, him and Man Hurts are getting, you know, what's left over whenever we do go to, you know, 12s and 22 packages where, where you know, where we utilize uh, two tight ends. But, you know, a lot of folks realize that, you know, he's coming back from a rib injury, which is one of the reasons he's been brought back slowly. And, you know, anyone that knows how the human body is, you know, them ribs, you got to be real careful playing football, how you, you know, how you, you know, ease yourself back into full contact with that. So for those that's been wondering why Ian Thomas hasn't been playing much, you know, he's coming back from some rib injuries that he, um, that got reaggravated in the New England game. For some reason, that New England preseason game just did a lot of damage you know cam's foot greg little's concussion ian's ribs i mean yeah i like matching up with new england see where we are but you know damn they <laughs> they keep our head training around vermilion at work whenever we finish playing with them guys you know it's just just seemed like how it fell out to be this year but but ian thomas he's he, he's going to get work back in slowly and and i like the way that we're not trying to force him back out there until he's fully healthy because we already seen what he's capable of doing fully healthy. So uh, stay patient, folks, with Ian Thomas. It, he, he's coming back around. I can't wait, man. He got, he has a lot of upside, man. Yeah, if I can add one more point, and I'm going to go to the run game. <clears throat> you know, Christian was stopped. When they, I mean, he was stopped short in a couple of those runs. And, you know, when you don't get four yards or more, you look at the offensive line. There were times where the offensive line actually did their job, blocked well, got good push. Mm -hmm. Our tight ends and our receivers and backs didn't do their job. So there was a couple plays where, you know, you don't expect this, but Chris Manhurts, he missed some blocks. 
Uh, there was a throwout. There was a check down to McCaffrey where he made it to the three-yard line. Probably could have scored, but you're looking at DJ Moore and you're looking at Curtis Samuel, they're standing there watching them. They're not blocking nobody, so he couldn't score a touchdown. Yeah. So instead of putting all of this weight on the offensive line, we got to look at all 11 guys in the field. We need all 11 guys to do their job. So when it comes to open field stuff, I need my receivers, my tight ends, and my backs to block better. They've really been struggling, and that's something that we haven't touched on. But the tight ends and the receivers, they're not blocking the way you would want them to block at this point in the season. So the first quarter, we, we're, we're, through the, we're through four games. That's the first quarter of the season. All the kinks should be knocked out. Guys should be getting comfortable. We need to be a better football team you know, going forward, weeks five through nine. We got we, we to gotta be better. And it, it's going to start with those receivers. It's going to start with the skill, the skill positions. We got to block better on the outside. We got to block better with the backs and receivers. That's something I just wanted to add. Cool. I mean, that's, that's a very valid point. Seriously. Um, you know, 2015, nah, you know, of course, <laughs> that's the benchmark to go back to. But we had some receivers on this team that that was that were blocking downfield. Even Philly Brown was blocking, blocking downfield, man. So, I mean, and as strong as DJ is, man, he could be a powerful run blocker. He puts his mind to it. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's that's legit, man. That's legit. Um, speaking of which. Hey, real quick, Tim. Since we're talking about good blockers downfield, shout out to Brenton Burst, one of the best blockers at wide receiver the Panthers ever had. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to give Goldie his his props, man. He, he, he would do the, he'd do the do when he had to. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, but. One thing we are going to have to do is block downfield against these Jaguars coming up on Sunday. That's for sure. I am aching for a freaking home win, dude. Come on, man. We haven't won a home game since what? <laughs> I mean, God. Tampa, October 28, 2018. That's the nerd to me. So we're going, we're going on a year since we had a, a legit fiscal year since we had a, a home win in Charlotte. That's a daggum shame. And you know what? I, I think we got the team to pull this off with, man. You know, Jacksonville got that got that, that, that Fournette guy that everybody wanted us to draft. Lord have mercy. Did he even finish the season last year? He didn't. Nah, I didn't think so. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. People talking about Christian McCaffrey. No, no, not coming at you, Will, but people talking about, about Christian McCaffrey, you know, Need to need to take a you know take some time off you know get some people in there and give them some give them some rest and things of that nature but he hasn't missed a game yet. Fournette's banged up like every other game it seems like. Um, but that's just anyway. So Jaguars Panthers Sunday, one o'clock game. Yeah, we're gonna get this done. Let's go. Let's go on a three game win streak in there and go, go. Yes, sir. Going going to it right, man. So what do we need to win this game, fellas? Uh, Will, let's start with you, homie. Yeah, you know, I think if you, I think it's gonna be a repeat of this past week. It's gonna be a physical, grinded out, ugly game. So I just think it's critical that we limit mistakes. Uh, Jacksonville's offense isn't nothing fancy. You know, I just just looking up some numbers before we started the podcast. They're probably top five teams in the league that run that twelve personnel with two tight ends. You know, they run uh, a lot of twenty-one personnel as well. So forty percent of the time, they're running. 12 or 21 personnel with two tight ends or two backs. So that just tells me they're going to just try to line it up and ram it down our throats and lean on Leonard Fournette. So it'll be a good test for our run defense. 
Um, Gardner Minshew is a guy that's been getting a lot of hype. You know, he looks like Uncle Rico or Napoleon Dynamite. You know, has that little pregame routine with his jock strap in the locker room. So I guess social media loves him and, mm-hmm. you know, made him go viral. So, but I don't know. His performance is backing up all the, uh, all the, all the festivities we, w- we want to call them that. So this is something we got, somebody we got to look out for as well. We got some decent receivers as well, you know, D.D. Westbrook. But I think the it's just going to come down to slowing down Fournette and making them one-dimensional. So maybe we see more of that base 3-4 that we haven't seen yet this year, you know, to defend those two tight end sets like Ron was talking about in his interview the other day. And we'll see some base 4-3. So Jermaine Carter might be seeing more reps as opposed to a Ross Cockrell this week. On uh, defense, I mean, this is probably the most complete defense that we will see on our schedule in my opinion Mm -hmm. um defensive line you got Calais Campbell who's an elite player you got Marcel Darius who I mean never really lived up to that top five draft status but he's still a force to be reckoned with on that D line so they got good edge rushers you know I don't know if Jalen Ramsey will play or not I don't know what's going on with him last I heard you know Philly was trying to make a trade for him so I want him to play because I just think we haven't gotten to play against them yet and i want to i want to play them at their best mm-hmm. but i mean still got uh aj bouye who's another top tier corner i mean it's just a complete defense i mean just what a year year before last they were in the nfc championship you know a few plays away from playing in the super bowl mm-hmm. after losing to the patriots so you know it's going to be a solid team i think we they, i think the good news for us is they play our style of ball and i can't see them coming into our house and beating us at our own game so I think it'll be a tough physical battle, and I think it's just going to come down to the trenches. Can our offensive line, you know, control the line of scrimmage, establish a running game? And you know, on defense, I mean, hey, you know, it's hat on hat. Let's you got to, you know, maybe play more single high safety looks, bring that extra safety in the box, and have that extra guy to contain Leonard Fournette in that run game. You know, Fournette's a guy that'll just chop, chop, chop until he finally breaks one through. You know, he'll get a bunch of two, three-yard gains, you think you got him bottled up, but he just has that top-end speed. He could bust one for 80, 90 yards. So you just got to always be aware of that. So I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think this is the type of game that Ron Rivera likes. I could see another low-scoring defensive slugfest. You're here, man. You're here. Uh, Kevin? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this one. You know, when you think back to the 2017 draft, and the need for running back was definitely intimate as the Jonathan Stewart era was, was you know, in its twilight days. There was a lot of talk and, and rumors going around that the Panthers wanted Leonard Fournette. Me personally, I never was on that train. Not that I didn't think he was a talented player, but we, we needed a, a new versatility that we never had before at running back that Chris McCaffrey provides. So when the Jaguars took him at the fourth pick in the 2017 draft, me personally, that was the best pick for us, not made by us, if you catch what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. you know, since he's been in the league, Fournette, someone that's almost spent as much time in the training room as he has on the field, which is something that started happening to him when he was in college. He's one of them guys that, you know, he can be hell when he's well, but hell, when is he well? You know, this <laughs> is kind of one of them things with Fournette. So, and I would think that, you know, that would make a nice matchup for net versus McCaffrey, you know, to see which franchise make the right pick with the right running back. But, 
you know, this is simply about X's and O's. It's about, you know, grabbing grabbing your testicles and seeing who's got the biggest pair that's coming Sunday. As you know, Will pointed out, you know, they like to line up in, you know, two tight end sets, either with one running back or two, and, you know, just try to cram it down our throats. Fournette, for those that weren't paying attention, he racked up, I think, almost like 275 yards against Denver last Sunday. Yeah. You know, to go up to the yeah. mile high and run like that, you know, even though Denver is struggling, it's you know, good. Denver historically – over the last several years has had a strong defense. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, as was stated, you know, them, we can't get comfortable with early stops. You know, we got to keep, you know, hitting that big old guy and, and, and keep chopping wood on him because he's capable of breaking one loose at any given time. Now, once he get an open field, it's, it's, it's pretty much a wrap. So I expect to see a lot of four, three fronts myself, particularly, I, I trust Eric Reed more in the box than I do Trey Boston. I'm just gonna keep it real. I, I'm Trey Boston still his tackling angles are still something that that's kind of keeps me up at night when I when I think about him being the last line of defense. So if we're gonna we're gonna put eight in the box. I much more like to see Eric Reed being that eighth defender in a in a four three set. You know, whenever Jacksonville comes out in their uh, you know their personnel of two tight ends, whether it's um, 12 personnel or whether it's 21, which is something they have a lot of success with. So uh, that's 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 where I see the um, the matchup being, being won at. And uh, Larry, what's your take on the situation? Well, I don't see a dog fight, to be honest with you. I see a blowout. Oh. Yeah, I see a blowout with a win for the Panthers. Reason being is, like Will pointed out, they play the same style of football as us. I'll be damned if somebody come in my house and beat me at my own game. That's just how I look at it. This game is going to come down to physicality. We got to be more physical than them, and it's just that simple. It's not even about X's and O's to me. It's about who going to punch you in the mouth. And I think that we have the personnel, we have the talent, we have the strength to punch them in the mouth more than they can do us. So, yeah, we're going to put eight in the box. We're going to have a single high safety. I don't care if it's Trey Boston or Eric Reed in that box. Both of them are capable of bringing that heat. Both of them are capable of bringing that hit. Trey Boston is actually a lot better in close spaces than he is in the open field. So, yeah, he does take bad angles, but that's usually an open field. You put that man in the box and tell him to attack the B-gap, he's going to hit that hole hard, and he's going to knock somebody out. So this is going to be about physicality. This is going to be about our front being better than our dead their front. This is going to be about our offensive line being better than their defensive line. I'm very concerned about Kalias Campbell. I'm very I'm very concerned about uh, Marcel Darius. But it's going to be a collective effort. Another guy that we need to watch out for is Josh Allen. That's their little their young rookie edge rusher. You know, we have a Brian Burns, but Josh Allen was drafted a lot higher than him. So apparently he's supposed to have a better skill set. <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> so this should be a statement game, man. I'm not I'm not here for the ugly game. It's gonna be a back and forth game. No, we're at home. We're in Charlotte. We have the more physical team. We have the more talented team. Let's go out and prove it. We got away with a win in, in Houston. It's hard to win on the road. But right now we at home with a better roster. We should blow this team out. That's just how I look at it. Yeah, in all fairness, the two home games that we did play, we had an injured quarterback trying to get the job done. 
especially the second game on a short week. Yeah, yeah. Now we have somebody who, well, I believe Kyle Allen's going to learn from his mistakes, and he's going. He's not going to have you know three fumbles, you know, if, you know, from 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 pass rushers. Um, he still has to throw an interception. Thirty-one to seven, Carolina, man. Wow, thirty-one to seven. Interesting. Man. Interesting. Um, what's the word on what's the word on Trey, man? Is he, is he going to be playing this game? Uh, well, you know, tomorrow's the first day of practice for the week. You know, since they have Victory Monday off and Tuesday a regular day off, uh, we'll 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 see what's up with him on on this coming week. But uh, yeah, he definitely would be an addition because from what me and Larry saw watching Darrell Williams play right guard, Trey Turner, we want you to come back healthy. But I hope that's much sooner than much later, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, I'm 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 about done with Daryl, bro. He getting on my nerves, bro. For real. You put him at the left tackle, he he's not he's not he's not holding his weight. You put him at right guard, he's not holding his weight. I mean, what are we supposed to do, bro? I, I mean, mean, I got to when, when you when you when you go watch the film, Daryl played pretty good at right guard. It was just a couple of plays. This is the thing about Daryl. The plays that he does take off, the plays that he's not effective, they're different between a four-yard gain and a touchdown. You know, he either gets abused or he does his job. There's no in-between with him. And that's where our problem is. It's a lack of consistency. Mm. So, I'm confident because Darryl, on my grade, Darryl scored an 83, which ain't bad. So, he, okay. he did his job at right guard okay. on Sunday. But Trey Turner last week scored a 99. We're missing our all-pro right guard, so we need our all-pro guard back in the game. So we really, really, really support the right guard position. I just don't want to see him at left tackle, and I'm just hoping that Little can improve week in and week out. I agree. I mean, he's done pretty decent for him to be a rookie so far, man. You know, I, I, I got, I got, I got respect for Little. You know, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Kyle Allen. Like I said, he, he's going to learn from his mistakes. He seems to be a, a smooth operator in that regard. Um, but <laughs> 31 points, boy, it'd be nice. That house will be rocking. We dropped 31 on the Jaguars. I tell you that right now. That house is going to be rocking. Yes, sir. We'll have boy. Well, you'll, you'll fill us in with some Salem, Tim. You'll fill the you'll fill the state. <laughs> That'd be fine with me. Hey, but real quick, let me ask Will this. Will, we talk, you talked about the Jaguars defense. I know you talked about um, the defense line and corners. Anything that uh, we need to be concerned or aware of as far as, like, safety play, how the safeties play and anything about their linebackers? Because I, uh, I haven't haven't had a chance to really get a good look at them yet. That's what something I wanted to know if you had a chance to take a look at. Well, the safeties are probably the weakest link. On the defense, they got Ronnie Harrison, who was a uh, draft pick. Another guy a lot of Panthers fans wanted from last year's draft. I mean, he's pretty solid. But I think he's uh, been struggling with some injuries this year. Miles Jack is a linebacker. I think is a very good football player. So, I mean, they still got talent on all three levels, you know, that we're going to have to see coming this week. So, I mean, it's a complete defense. I mean, it's, I mean, we know the Jaguars. You think Jacksonville Jaguars since 2000. 17, 2018, you know, they, it's ugly. You know, they're, hmm. I think their quarterback, Blake Bortles, was trash and was holding them back for all these years. So, but their defense was always something that they could lean on and depend on. So, 
you know, it's going to be a smash mouth game. You know, I think, you know, we got to um, be able to establish the run, even though that they got that front seven. You know, we got to be able to dominate up front, establish the run, make it easy on Kyle Allen and make plays. So, I mean, hey, let's get it started, you know. You ain't lying, man. Um, if we if we can blow the top off, because I've seen, man, I know you guys seen it too. Kurt, Curtis Samuels held the jam on the line, bro. That dude, his release is nasty. He, he did, he did. I, don't, I can't remember if that was Arizona or if that was just past Sunday. He made, he put a move on somebody on the line, dude. They were just lost, you know. So, and I, I see what you're saying, Larry. If if we can buy Kyle Allen some time, and he could, and he could drop drop one of those 30, 40, 50 yard bombs, we we might put up a lot of points on these guys. If their safeties are the weakest link to the defense, we just got to buy him some time because Kirk going to get open, bro. That well, his releases. Woo! Good Lord of mercy. Oh, I was saying with Jalen Ramsey, I think you know what I want to see. One thing they do is they have him shadow your best receiver. So the uh, question is, you know, is Jalen Ramsey going to come in and shadow DJ, or is he going to shadow Curtis? And that's going to kind of let us know who does Jacksonville think our biggest threat at that position is. And then you got a uh, AJ Bouye on the other side as well, so it'll be a good matchup too with their. Corners against our receiver. That's another reason I want Jalen Ramsey to play. I just yeah. want to see, take their best shot and see, you know, their best players on the field. So there's no excuses after the game. Right. Get that test. Let's let's see what let's see what Kurt if Kurt's really on that level or not yet. Go ahead. So what about Olsen? You think he can take advantage of their linebackers and safeties? Will? Well, when I watched the uh, that Patriot game, I know it's a couple of years ago in the playoffs, they had a lot of success with those short underneath routes attacking the linebackers in coverage. So, yeah, I think McCaffrey coming out of the backfield, catching balls, Greg Olsen, you know, having mismatches with safeties and linebackers is another way. It's the, probably the, the best way to attack uh, this defense because it's really hard to get, you know, big plays against those two corners, especially if Ramsey's going to end up playing. So I could see that being a big part of the game. You know, they got a good defensive line. They got good uh, cornerbacks. But, you know, if you can get those matchups with McCaffrey and against linebackers, Olsen against safeties, that's probably the most effective way to attack them. Hmm. Well, we definitely got the weapons for that. I mean, they're going to they're gonna sleep on McCaffrey coming out the backfield. They're going to make, they're gonna have to make a choice, man. Either you're going either gonna, to gonna hold down the center of that field 10 yards and deeper or you know you're gonna you're gonna have somebody shadowing McCaffrey coming out the backfield. You can't do both. You're gonna you're gonna have to give up something. And you give Kyle Allen some time. He's gonna put the ball where it needs to be. We're gonna be a problem. But we got we've got to give him some time to throw the ball. Got to. That's the only thing that worries me. We are a way better team than Jacksonville. We better not play to their level. I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have a that's just that's just where I'm at with it. It's a home game. They play our style of football in our house. This should not be a dogfight. We should blow them out of the water. That's just how I look at it. I'm sorry. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, if we do play to our potential, I don't see I don't see why. I mean, this I mean, so, this past Sunday was the lowest lowest um, lowest point total we had. Um, this season so far. Before that, we put up uh, thirty plus and twenty plus twice before that. So we we got the potential to do it. Um, man, we just got to win. Man, at you know, the coin toss, this is this, this happens. You know, stuff happens. So stuff, stuff turnovers happen. happen. You know, 
you know, like they say, he got foot foot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That you know, he kicking from Blacksburg where he went to school at Virginia Tech, straight yeah. down to Charlotte, like it's nothing. Yeah, so hey, you know, slides no lie. Yeah, <laughs> they say you hit a 70 yarder in practice, and I don't want to see that on game day, but that yeah, just show you nah. the kind of leg he got. You know, hopefully we won't got to right. use him anything for extra points, but right. push come to shove, and we need those. You know, at least we can rely on somebody. Amen, bro. Amen. Some hey. If you got to get it done, get it done, man. I, I would hope we could move the football better than that, but, you know. <laughs> get it done, man. Get it done, dude. Um, I, it seemed, seemed like we uh, lost Larry's, but, you know, he, I, I, guess he, I guess he had to say – he seemed pretty hyped about this game, man. I, I, I like that, man. You know, you get the two-game winning streak in you, bro. You, you kind of get your, get, your, get your feels in it, man. You're like, yeah, here we go. Okay, 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 let's go. So, I, I dig that, man. I dig that. Um, so and the weather supposed to be perfect at Bank of America Stadium too. So for all you Panther fans that's listen to the Four Man Rush, go ahead and jump on these tickets. Last I checked, they were still pretty affordable, pretty reasonable. Yeah. I mean, after all, hey, we, let's not forget, fellas, this is the Hall of Honor game. This is the game where oh. Jake DeLone, Steve Smith, Jordan. Wesley Walls, and Jordan Gross yeah. is going into the Hall. So yeah. hey, man, if we don't pack it for any other game. We need to be out here for this game. So mm-hmm. anyone that's listening, check out Ticketmaster.com, TitPick.com. And hey man, let's let's pack the yeah. stadium for this game, man. These these four men deserve to have all the love that Panther Nation can give them, you know? True that, man. Well if uh Smitty gonna be there, hopefully at light of fire under DJ and Curtis. You remember on that uh <laughs> Thursday night game against the uh Bucks, they asked Smitty about the Panthers. Skill players, he was like, you got Greg Olson, you got McCaffrey, and you just got some other guys who hopefully will be good one day. So, you know, let's see what they got. Let's see how they respond to that. You love talking smack those dudes, man. Maybe he's, maybe he's talking about fantasy football. Oh, that was too funny. Like, <laughs> should, should, we, should I start him? Like, should I start you? <laughs> so you don't get my points, I'm going to smack shit at you. <laughs> Yo, I'm looking at the weather right now. It's supposed to be 79 degrees Sunday. Ah, oh, man, perfect weather. Come on, man. We got to pack the stadium. 79 exactly. degrees, like we, like we still getting 90s yeah. in October because it's going to be like 90s the rest of the week. But come the weekend, it's going to drop to the 70s. So, yeah. hey, y'all, let's pack the stadium. Pack it up, fellas. Ladies. Yeah, them empty seats is a bad look on the, watching it on TV. It really so, yeah, is, definitely man. Definitely do that. For real, it really is. See on them blue seats, man. Like, what the hell, man? Damn. Timmy Vio, come on down, man. Grab one of them seats beside me, man. Let's let's make it a four-man rush extravaganza. Man, I wish, bro. <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. I ain't got I ain't got the flexibility like I did a couple years ago, man. But I'm gonna make it down there one of these days, bro. I got to. I didn't go to any games last year. That was the first time ever. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Panthers are one and zero when Kevin Avery and Timmy Johnson are in the game together. I'm two just saying, bro. You know, two it's on the way to don't work. Two and zero, shit. <laughs> My bad, yeah. Two, see, see, hey man, you, you the key to success, man. Come on, bro, man. work with us. Shit, if, I, if I was the case, brother, I'd move to Charlotte. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, Tepper, what's up, bro? How you doing, bro? Larry, hey, we're, we're supposed to blow we're, everybody we're at spoken, the bar. man. We'll say it could be three to two. A field goal versus safety. As long as he get us a three and two, he don't care. <laughs> I'm with that. That's what I was trying to say. I'm with that too. That's all I'm saying. We at home. We ain't one at home. We should come out nasty and dominate the pitches. That's all. 
Hey, and with this being a third, with this, and with this being a third home game, I don't know if y'all remember we started this trend last year. You know, during the introductions, we're going to introduce the special team players. And y'all remember we did that last year against the Giants, and special teams in all phases played a big part. So, you know, when we preview this game, let's let's not leave out special teams. You know, it, it could be something that uh, leads to another impact on this game. And, you know, we always talk about offense and defense, but, hey, that third phase, you know, because that third phase saved us in Houston as well, if you ask me. Speaking of that, look at Brian Burns on special teams altering punts. You Man. Know, had a block punt earlier, altered one the last week, which is good to see him stepping up in that area. True that, true that, man. I mean, he, he, I, every I, how many, how many punts have he, has he either altered, blocked, or it's like one each game, right? Almost. Well, no, no, it's not each game, but block one early. He blocked one against the uh, was it the Rams, Rams. or the Bucks? I want to say because that Rams. got us back in. The, I think it was the Rams because it got yeah. us back in the game. Yeah, yeah, that was the Rams. He, then he altered one. Against the Texans. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I thought that was Carter that blocked it. Jermaine Carter, and we got on him for flexing before carrying the ball. Right, right, right. Yeah, Burns. Yeah, I, think, right. Yeah, I can't remember. I know Burns is off this summer. That's yeah, all right. yeah, it might have been a Tampa okay. game, bro. He did Tampa, Arizona. But yeah, yeah, man. I'm thinking that was uh, the Rams game that uh, that Jermaine Carter got that uh, block. Yeah, because it was daylight, because he was glistening in the sun, flexing <laughs> while we still trying to He's recover like, the ball. Yeah. So yeah. Like, bro, get the ball, bro. What the hell you doing? <laughs> but yeah, that was that was something, man. Special teams has come through this year, man. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Um, hey, fellas, as we are, I'm sorry, time because as right, anybody is it going to speak on speculation of of Cam, or we just going to let that play out and discuss it when it's when it's more relevant? Yeah, they, they coming are, back. They already said he's not going to be back to, to week eight, so I mean. I don't think there's anything new updated since last week. I think we all kind of knew he was gonna come back after the bye. Yeah. I just hope he's really healthy, not not this ninety percent, eighty five percent crap. Yeah, let's just keep it. It's Sunday, bro. We, we'll look. We'll address that when we get there. That's all about Sunday. Bro. That's right. Jag- Nothing after Sunday. Jags. It's the only Panthers. thing that matter right now. Jags Panthers. I don't, I don't care if it's one zero. <laughs> I want that W. So. Uh, I think we uh, covered everything, fellas. Um, just wait to Sunday, folks. Just wait to Sunday. I mean, there's, there's not much to say about that. Um, as, but I, I have to reiterate what Kevin said. If you are listening to this podcast and you haven't got your tickets yet, what the hell are you waiting on? Get your tickets. Go to the game. If you can't get your tickets, watch the game. But go to the game. It's supposed to be nice. Grab a burger or something. Give give uh, Sir Purr a high five. Something. Get your ass to the game. Quit playing games. Shoot. Um, so, thanks again for listening to another podcast of The Four Man Rush. If you haven't gone to our website, which is www.thefourmanrush.com, get over there and check it out. We have some wonderful articles, uh, some great videos, great breakdowns, um, everything you need from, um, uh, from Panther Nation um, news. Man, you can catch it at the4manrush.com. Um, it's a lot different from other platforms. You go there, you'll see it for yourself. Um, also, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and of course, if you listen to this podcast on uh, on Podbean, thank you. 
Um, if not, we're on Spotify and also on iTunes. Um, and hey, just 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 keep following us, guys. Um, if you're not entertained by this one, uh, let us know, and we'll work on it. Otherwise, um, thanks for dropping by. Um, hey Tim, yeah. Before you wrap it up, I just looked it up real quick. Yeah, go for it. Tickets for the game are starting at forty nine dollars on Ticketmaster. If y'all don't get y'all asses to this game and 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 pack the house, it's a uh, I'm looking at section 539, row 21, $49 each mm. starting price for this game. Y'all mm. get on down here and pack the house, man, for real. Quit playing games, y'all. Damn. Carpool if you got to, shoot. Something. Dang. You better catch, what, what, is, what is that, the light rail they got down there now? Yeah, the blue links. Yes, sir. Yeah, shoot. You can park at UNC Charlotte and catch a light rail. Get, quit playing games. Joy ass of the damn game. <laughs> Hey, thanks, thanks for uh, checking us out on the Four Man Rush, y'all. Um, whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or night, have a wonderful day, wonderful evening. Keep your spirits high. Keep following us on uh, on all these platforms. And as always, keep pounding, playing games. Get your ass at the game. Keep pounding. <laughs> That's gonna be a fun editing job on that one. Boy. <laughs> hey, you might have to drop this on Friday, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> what? She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.